This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now on the Ben and Skin Show, one of our all-time favorites, not only to interview but, of course, to watch play as well. He is, in a lot of ways, Mr. Cowboy. It's the great Jason Witten. Yeah. <laughs> woo baby. How you doing, Jay Witt? I'm doing great. I've been waiting for this interview for a long time, all week. So I bet you've been looking you know forward what? to this. I've moved down the list on, you know, you guys had to get Dak. You had to get the other guys, Zach Martin, <laughs> D-Law. Who else you get? You know Jalen what's Smith, you know and, what, then, and then I come in. You know what's interesting about this, though, is when we arrive, who do you think now, obviously Zeke is somewhere else right now, but who do you think the quote-unquote big three gets are for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, it's, it's Dak, Jalen Smith, D-Law. You're Gotta wrong. Be, I'm it's wrong? Jason Witten. It's Dak, and then Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, yeah. yeah. But hey, you're still part of the big three, baby. Oh, I appreciate that. As you should be. And uh, let's let's start right there. What? Uh, how different does it feel now than it did the last time you were in camp two years ago? I mean, I, not really. You know, much of anything. I mean, I think the biggest thing different is just you know you're knocking the rust off, so you're getting full live reps. I mean, I had a good off season. I felt like I did a lot of work to get back. You know, I've big believer in the fundamentals and techniques so I was working that all off season once I knew I could go physically you know I felt like I was getting in and out of my cuts all the things that make you a good tight end I, I felt like I had those traits then you just got to go do it over and over and over again so knocking the rust off doing that and uh, pretty confident in it but as far as like all the stuff that goes with teammates and coming back I mean that's been a fairly easy transition for me and you know I'm loving it and it was simply just I felt like that fire was too strong it, it tugged on me you know in October and November, um, and you know, different than probably Tony, and, and I wasn't around when Troy at the end, but I, I didn't feel like there was other things that went into me retiring, mm-hmm. meaning were you injured or somebody else was coming up that you know was taken over, and uh, or a combination of the two, and so really just a decision of oh, this is a unique opportunity, you know. I mean, I think if you take a hundred guys and put them in that situation with Monday Night Football, say man, you know, fifteen years, this may be a unique opportunity. What I probably didn't think about as much in detail was look I was a football player and I felt like there was some meat on that bone and and winning and losing matters competing that kind of felt like uh I wanted to make that decision before it was too long gone you know with with father time and at your age so fortunate that uh Steven and Jerry and Jason gave me an opportunity and uh you know I want to prove that I'm right I'm gonna I want to make them proud and uh the biggest thing is now you got to go do it and, and that's what I've been focused on you know, uh, it, and I'm I'm going to guess on something here, but I the, the fact that uh, we weren't seeing a lot of Jason Witten interviews in the first week of camp, uh, but we just talked about how you're one of the most in-demand guys. To me, just as an outsider reading that, to me, that seems like Jason Witten saying, hey, man, I'm here to play. Let's, yeah. I'm not here to disrupt things. Let's not get me in front of a camera. It's almost like a reluctancy to do it. You're doing it because you're a super nice guy and you want to connect with Cowboy fans and you're nice to us media guys. <laughs> but you don't want this to be about you and you don't want your comeback to be a distraction. Is that what I'm reading? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I told uh, the PR staff, you know, going back to March, like, look, we don't need to have a press conference coming back. You know, let's just do what you guys need to do. Well, you know, um, 
and then coming back, look, lay low, you know, and, and get out there and play ball. And a big part of that is, is, you know, when you make a decision like this, I didn't want those guys. And I can remember early in my career, I felt like as soon as somebody stepped away or a couple guys, I could take over. And every team works that way. Hmm. And, you know, I didn't want – now, if you got the guy that, that's a veteran player that knows what he is and can bring something, you love that guy because then it's like – he can give you as much as you want or as little as you want, you know, within the team. So this is their time. And, and, uh, but thankfully they thought enough of me that I could go out there and play and bring that. And then all the other stuff, that's going to come with it. But I didn't want them to feel like they had to take a step back. And so, you know, you can say that, but your actions show it by, you know, not doing tons of interviews and, and you know, being out there. In the, it's their time. And right. uh, my thing is go play. I know what the questions are with my career, and they're fair questions. Um, but something tells me I feel confident that, you know, I can have a big role in this offense and just be as productive. Maybe it's not as many snaps, all that kind of stuff that's been talked about. But I think that productive, uh, I can be as productive with getting first downs and making some big plays for this offense. I feel like that way that you're describing yourself could be, I could go, man, he's talking about Sean Lee right now. Like you're describing the way Sean approaches this stuff too. I mean, you guys have known each other forever. Yeah. Do you feel any extra kinship with him now, coming from a similar perspective? Perhaps? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've always been close with Sean, yeah. you know, and, and different in the fact of I was just getting old. He had a ton of injuries, right. you know, and um, but yeah, you got to take that on, you know, and, and I saw it from watching him afar, Sean kind of take that team first mentality. And that's easier said than done because when he's healthy, man, I'd put him up there with anybody, and yeah. along with Van Der Esch and, and Jalen. Um, but you got to, you got to, you got to embrace that, and uh, you, you don't want to take back. You don't want to hold guys back, especially if they're ready to take on, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they can handle that. So um, Sean's done it. We've, we've been close for a long time. We remained close last year. One of my favorite teammates all time, and so it's a unique position we're in both. And, and look, we're, we're going to do all the other things, but the thing that I think people – you know, Sean's here to make football plays. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to help. He's going to get lined up. And I can just see him running sideline to sideline when he's healthy and making a hell of a lot of tackles, you know. And that's what I want to do on the offensive side of the ball. Um, keep helping, communicate, but make big plays. So your good buddy Tony Romo uh, talks about offensive play calling and uh, that rhythm. And he talks about how being unpredictable is the most important thing. And he has this wild idea that, hey, one day if I'm a coach – I'd like to have three different offensive coordinators and alternate on which one's calling plays. Like everybody's got a headset and they might be calling it that week, but by having three different human beings, it's really hard to predict what's coming. So in that light, how beneficial is it going to be for you, not knocking anybody in the past, but just to have a different person calling plays? Is, is that alone going to make you guys less predictable? I think so. I, that's one of the things I learned going in Monday Night Football, seeing the league uh, from kind of a 30,000-foot view is – Look, you can take the same exact offense, all three of us, and, and not change any plays in the playbook, and each one of us are going to call it differently mm-hmm. in different situations. So that in itself, you know, I go back to when, when Jason took over in 07. You know, we were a good offense. We had a lot of things, but people just hadn't seen that yet. And you see it with, with offenses, with, with Patrick Mahomes, and everybody's studying now. Now, now what are the wrinkles that are going to come off with that offense? We have to do the same. I mean, Kellen's got some, a lot of ideas that he wants to do. A lot of it's pre-snap. Uh, our identity's not changing as an offense, but which is fine. I mean, because, you know, look, this isn't rocket science football, but there's defining plays in games, you know, at critical times. And are you willing to take those chances or be willing to make those plays? And I, I just think Kellen's ability to – um, stay relaxed in the moment. He's not going to outthink the situation and, and realize these are key moments 
to make big plays, and those are the ones that are going to kind of change the outcomes of games. So he's a confident guy. He's got a good feel for the system. And as these next three weeks unfold, I'm anxious to see, all right, where is this offense? What are we as a whole? I mean, I know it's hard without Zeke being here, but mm-hmm. we know what he's going to bring. It's like what what all the wrinkles that come off of it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what camp's for is to put that together. But I got a lot of respect for Kellen. Talking to Jason Witten here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Uh, I was thinking a lot about what you're saying with Sean in regards to Layton and, and Jalen. So how different outside of yourself is this tight end group from when you did last play? Well, I, I think you have, one, my perspective's changed. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wasn't ready to come off the field in that in that moment a year ago. And, I mean, I was ready to compete, but, you know, I just felt like I was the best player. Why would I come off in the middle of the second quarter, right. you know? Um you know, my job is to be in shape and be ready to go, you know, and 60, 65 plays, you know, it's, it's different than other sports of basketball. I mean, it's 60 minutes. You gotta, you're out there. You got to play football. You don't, you don't know when that play is going to happen. Somebody told me, hey, that, that's going to be the defining play in the second quarter, and, and it's a big run. You'd say, I want Zeke in the game, mm-hmm. you know, but if we're on a rotation and we want to save him, ah, uh, that was the drive. You know, that was yeah. the possession that made – and so you don't know in football. You can't control that, so – my feeling always was early on and had Parcells who taught me, you got to get yourself in a position that you can play every down. And we're better because you're on the field every down. And so that was my approach. It wasn't that I was looking over my shoulder or I was worrying about that. I just wanted to play, you know. Uh, now it's changed. And a big reason why I think that's changed is I think Blake Drawing arrow is pointing up. I think he brings – he's an emerging player. He wants to be good. He's got a lot to learn, certainly as any young player does, but he studies it. He's eager to learn. He has some playmaking ability. And so coming back, I think my perspective's changed too, knowing that, hey, they have to, they're going to develop players. There's going to be roles for those guys. And certainly that's what I want. You know, mm-hmm. I want, you, don't want, you want good players that are playing with you and, and you're rotating with or, or, or backing you up, however that works. So I know I'm not going to play every play, but that, that stuff works itself out. And so I think that room's good. Dalton Schultz coming on. I thought last year he was thrown to the fire. In a lot of situations, and you know, for a rookie, he played well in big moments. So those are experience he can draw on. I think he's a good blocker, smart football player, and then of course Rico. I mean, I think he's been hurt the last week, but you know, he got thrown in there too. He saw how fast this game is and had some big plays for this football team. So I want you to go back to the last time you're at camp. So not last year, the year prior, and you're at this moment and you're catching balls from Dak, right? Was that the because yeah, it was still Dak at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So. is he different now than he was then? Because there's been a lot of talk about footwork, technique improvement, and obviously Tony evolved and improved over time. So how is your quarterback different today than he was two years ago? Yeah, well, I think just the anticipation and how comfortable he is in this offense. I mean, all the in- intangibles that you look for, he's off the charts. And he's been that since minute one they brought him in. I mean, you know, he came in when Tony got hurt in that third preseason game, third and nine on the road, playing the Seahawks, Legion of Boom, and just drills an option route to, to, to Cole Beasley, you know, first down. It's like, damn, it's pretty good, you know. It's one of the best defenses in football. And, uh, you know, he never looked back. I mean, he, he the stage was never too big for him. And I think in younger players now that are, um, you know, you know, social media and you're trying to kind of see where your approval rating is and a lot of that, you know, do you really have confidence, inner confidence, to be the best and compete and not to worry about those things? I think – uh, Dak has always had those things at a high, high level. And so, but on the field, he's more comfortable in the system. I, I just think the throws have more velocity. He's throwing you out of the cut. He's not waiting to see you open. Just anything in, in the strides that you take. So I think he has extremely high uh, standards for himself. 
and, and you're just seeing the, the anticipation of throws, how comfortable, taking charge. So, you know, go back to the best players that I've been around. Yeah, they need coaches to remind them. Uh, and Tony was a great example of that. I'll never forget, you know, early, I think it was like 09, was our first playoff win. He threw for like 4,700 yards or something crazy. And that offseason, we were going to throw. And he's like, hey, Jay, he's like, uh, I got this new throwing motion. I'm coming like over my right finger. And, they, you know, just like now, he's probably talking about the golf swing the same yeah, way. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, you just threw for, you know, 4,500 yards. Like, I don't know that we need to change the throwing <laughs> motion, you know. But I do the same thing, you know. And all the great players or the guys that want to be great, they, they're constantly thinking about how can I change? How can I evolve? And Dak's been that way as, an, as a young player. He, his mind goes there. And he watches those throws. Whether anybody sees it or not, he sees it. So I think he's seeing that pay off for him with his anticipation and the velocity of his throws and playmaking ability. This is Jason Witten on the Ben and Skin Show. I remember after Dak and Zeke's rookie year going into the playoffs, you did the Monday night show with us. And I remember just your mood and your vibe and the way you felt about the opportunity in front of you guys. And then obviously you guys didn't beat Green Bay and a lot happened yeah. at the end of that game. And in the next year, Zeke is missing games, yeah. not hanging over y'all's head. I'm curious how you feel going into this camp about this team. You've seen so many Cowboy teams. How do you feel about this team and compared to the way you felt after you guys had just gone 13-3 and and were heading into that playoff game? You know, I, I think this team um, w- was forced to th- – you know, their back was against the wall last year. Mm-hmm. You know, 3-5 and five at the halfway point. And I think young players that are turned into star players, our best players, stepped up. They handle those situations. So there's, a, I see a lot of confidence in these young players. Not that I'm going to make a play, but I expect to make these plays. And, uh, look, I think it's as deep of a roster as we had here in a long time. I mean, this defense, I don't want to put pressure on them or anything, but I was thinking back, maybe those early years with Mike Zimmer, 03-04, but this is a damn good defense, you know, and they're athletic. They get pressure on the quarterback. And then offensively, what are our new wrinkles? How do we fall? We know what our identity is. So I have a lot of confidence. The best thing I like about this group is there's no BS. Guys come to work. They're accountable. They work hard. Yeah, there's distractions, the Zeke stuff. That's real. You know, they have to answer that and deal with it. But this team is mature enough to handle those situations, different than probably some other teams I've been on. Uh, Did it affect wins and losses? Probably not, you know, and – you never know how these, these games are going to come out. You know, it's tight games, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you got to just be ready to, I don't know, the older I get, I just want guys that are going to play their ass off in critical times and make plays and, you know, if we come up short, we'll stick together. So uh, it's been a lot of fun to play with them at this point in my career, and, you know, i got a lot to prove myself. Hey, awesome stuff. Thank you, Witt. Appreciate it, brother. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. Boom. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.